0: Now hold it, hold your horses, Amal. Before we get started, get your party hats on and polish your dancing shoes. It's a celebration. DSE turns three. The festivities take flight with our cake and coffee style conversation and hits the heights with some fiery tunes and on a high note. Are you ready? Then of Mansa, let's start the show. Dead scared Entertainment takes pleasure in presenting Overda Verda D'Arano, a journey into the phantasmagoric lands of folklore, literature, theater, and film. In the centuries old tradition of the Romane people, we bring to you stories of superstition, fantasy, and adventure. There's no turning back. The Verda approaches. <laughs>
1: I'm See, I told you you'd get lucky one of these days. You caught me in between destinations. Where am I headed? South. In this case, Fantabulous, Florida. Surprised? Well, what did you expect? I spent all this time between worlds. I could use a little humidity in an ocean breeze. You need to leave the fog to appreciate it, no? But listen, Shunman. I'm making this little trip to visit a friend of mine. The regular cast of creeps I spent time with beyond the known all had something to say about this next excursion. They had ever had to put themselves in my business. But a good friend is a good friend and I'm not one to deny living in my truth. Neither is he. Who do I speak of? Florian Tokorian, a beacon of truth in a world designed against us. In fact, we live authentically in spite of all that crosses our paths. Why? Because we are the forces to be reckoned with. The names whisper that tremble the earth. Legends
0: among men. Lachi, lachi, Scared Entertainment, welcome to Season 4 of O Verda Darano, The Wagon of Fear, your favorite spooky Romani podcast. I can't believe it. We're already on season four. And what makes this particular episode extra special is we are celebrating our third anniversary, three years in the crypt. And I can't believe it. Could you believe it, Raquel?
2: Um, No, I can't I believe it. And it was it's it's I, been three years, yeah.
0: three years since you had some fun with the pigeons yeah. outside <laughs> of the Daily Center.
2: Started during the pandemic and it's 2024
0: can't believe it but we're here to celebrate and we have a great episode for you and with that being said we have an extra special guest somebody with the amazing talents of acting with the oration skills of a great orator and also a social media icon And I must say, an influencer within the Romani culture as well. Somebody that you know, I know, we all love, and we can't wait to see the amazing videos that he creates. We have with us today, Florian Takorian. And I'm honestly, I kind of got a little bit of some chills here saying that, that we finally got him on the phone and that we're going to have a great conversation today. But Florian, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, we're ecstatic. Thank you for speaking
1: with us today.
0: Yes. Let's get started, you know. So, Raquel, you got some questions to get things going?
2: Yeah. So, where did you grow up and what was your experience like growing up Rome?
3: Yeah, so, I was born in Massachusetts, but, like, my earliest memories are from Romania because I lived there with my family, like, when I was young, up until I was, like, four years old. And, you know, it was really nice, like, growing up in Romania. I had, like, a very big family, like, aunts, uncles, cousins, like, people who are family, but you don't even know how they're related to you. Yep. And, you know, it was pretty nice, like, growing up with, like, all that culture, like, around me. Like, there was, like, daily, like, feasts and, like, parties and weddings. And it was, like, nice to have, like, that community around us. And then when I was, like, four years old, I moved to back to massachusetts and we lived there for like another year or two and then after that we moved to orlando and like orlando it was nice because the community i grew up in was like very diverse it was very like multicultural like my neighborhood specifically was like majority like black and latino but there wasn't really a lot of people from like our community like in massachusetts i had people from like romanian communities roma communities and armenian communities all around us but like in uh, Orlando, it was like really just like me and my parents. Like our, most of our family like back in Romania, so it was kind of hard. Like growing up in, like that multicultural environment, but like still trying to like keep our culture alive. But like my parents were like very, they were very like stern on like keeping our cultural traditions like alive. Like they would say like oh like you don't you don't speak English in in this house like. Uh, we, we, we try to like keep that culture that was like passed down through like their generations. And I would say like the first time I really like realized that I was like Rome because you know I growing up like a very like multicultural house like my parents like I'm mixed. It's so, like my parents come from like different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. so it was kind of hard like you know discerning like which which like cultures are which like to me it was just like all like just one big culture but uh, the first time i like really realized it was like in elementary school like my teachers would ask me like oh like where are you from like where are your parents from because like that's always been like a question people have asked me is like where are you from like what are you because i look like very ethnically ambiguous my name kind of you know gives away that i'm not american right so yeah so they, they really said um like where are you from and i was like romania like that's usually what I said because, like, I didn't. I was young. I didn't really understand the difference between, like, ethnicity, nationality, race. I mean, a lot of people still don't understand that, like, as adults. So <laughs> it was kind of confusing back then. And then and my teachers were like, oh, they were a little confused because, you know, when looking at my parents, it's pretty clear that, you know, they're not from the same place. Like, there's a pretty big difference between, like, them, you know, typically. So they were like, oh, like, but where's your dad from? And I was confused because, uh, like, I I didn't understand the difference between, like, nationality and, like, where people were born. And he was born in Turkey. So I was like, oh, Turkey. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, I'm definitely not Turkish. So I really, the first time I really, like, understood, like, the, you know, like, the oppression of, like, being Roma and, like, our history was, like, when elementary school we were learning about, like, the Holocaust. And... You know, there was not a lot about Roma, but, like, I remember specifically, like, one passage was, like, oh, there was this one, like, gypsy girl, and, like, the the whole story was not about Roma. It was just, like, this one, like, gypsy girl, like, a passing mention that they were also targeted. And I remember, like, seeing that. I was, like, oh, shoot, oh, shoot, like, I'm a gypsy. Like, people were out to, like, get us. Like, this could still happen. So I remember, like, going home to, like, my mom and being, like, oh, like, I'm, like, people are out to get us, like, I'm scared. And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, all of that was in the past. But, you know, besides that, like, I'm, growing up was, like, it was pretty nice. Like, I grew up around a lot of different cultures. Like, I had friends who were, like, from China, from Haiti, from the Arab countries, uh, from Brazil, a lot of Brazilians in my neighborhood, too. And I think the first time I really got to, like, experience, like, anti-Roma racism, like firsthand was like, I was like 13 years old. I went back to Romania for the first time, like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I th- that's when I really felt like, oh, there's like a huge segregation, like Romanian society. Like I remember my parents telling me like, oh, you can't like, I would see like Romani people and I'd be like, oh my God, they're Romani just just like me. And they'd be like, oh no, 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 you can't say that. You can't call them Romani cause they'll get offended. Even though I was like, they're clearly Romani. And it's like, Cause people would hide their identity cause it's like such a big social stigma in Romania to be Roman. Yeah. So that really made me realize like, oh, shoot. Like it's, you know, it's all, not, not just all like the fun cultural aspects of it. And I think like after that, I really started to like get into my culture more and get into, you know, just learning about my history and, and learning the language a little better and you no know, showing that pride in that culture. Cause I saw like how it was like, you know, back home.
0: Got you. Wow. That was a that was amazing. And the fact that to be honest, this is the majority of Doroma that we've had on the podcast are either in some ways they they were born in America, maybe parents from Europe or generations like ourselves um born here in America and just remain in America. And it's just so refreshing to finally be able to talk with somebody who not only has the um american experience of being rom but also seeing the european side of being rom and like what would you say like were were some of like the bigger differences between being rom in romania as in comparison to like being rom in america
3: yeah i mean it's much easier to like like blend in here in america like i remember like when i was in middle school like of course people would ask me like oh what are you like Where are you from? Like, that was a kind constant. But, like, here I could just say, like, oh, I'm Puerto Rican. Like, people just assumed I was Puerto Rican because there was, like, a lot of Puerto Ricans in the school. And I, like, kind of fit that stereotypical look. So people just assumed that, or, like, people just assume like, my dad was, like, Hispanic and stuff like that. So it's a lot easier to, like, escape, like, that specific, like, anti-Roma racism stereotypes. Like, it's just, like, generally, like, oh, these are, you know, like, ethnic people. But it's not, like specific anti-Roma stereotypes that you're like held down with like in romania the social stigma is so like it's so deeply ingrained in society just just knowing that someone is Roma like you can know someone for their whole life mm. and uh, like have the highest opinion of them oh these this is like the most hard-working uh person this is the i trust this person with my life and you find out that they're Roma and then oh no 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 it's like this person like, I'm going to have to hide my wallet now. Like, people really believe, like, it's ingrained in your blood to be, like, a thief or something like that. Like, that, those are, like, common things in Romania. And in Romania, you can't really hide because it's, like, if you're, like, brown or if you look, like, a certain type of way, even if you're not, like, dressed traditionally Roma, people will know and people will stereotype you.
0: Oh, yeah. They, the funny thing is, and I might have mentioned this before on the podcast, but uh, my 22nd birthday... Just to give you an example, because I I had that experience with a with a native Romanian um, Gajo, who picked me out of a crowd in the middle of the street and asked me if I was Rom. Um, he says, "Well, are you are you a gypsy boy?" And I, and mind you, I had I had a few drinks in me, and on top of it, I was surrounded by a bunch of my friends. A couple of them are bodybuilders, so I'm like, you know what? I want to see if this guy's gonna try something fresh. So I said with pride, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm Rom." And he's like, Wow, I I would never expect to see a Rome among like society and like on the streets and like with with like non-Roma. And um so like I got curious, I'm like, what what gave it away? He says, you know, the way you talk, the way you dress, your hair, your face, just just everything about you just says gypsy. And it was kind of shocking because very similar to your, to your upbringing and sort of like how your experience was in school. That's what Raquel and I experienced as well. Um, very much where we had to just say, Oh, we're Hungarian or especially here, like in Chicago. Um, even though we have a gigantic Latino, uh, community here, the safest thing for us to say was that we were Italian as well. That's very much like the easy kind of, you know, scapegoat from essentially saying that we're straight out Rome, but. It changed for us when we were in college, too. We were able to be a little bit more vocal about our true culture and such. So,
2: but yeah. you know what's funny, though? The thing that I kind of find weird is we're so—I'm transparent. I'm not even white. I'm so <laughs> light-skinned that it's—you you, could—well, what I would think is you can kind of never tell what my nationality is. You could say, oh, well, she's just white, you know? Like, even you too, Pierce, you're very, very light-skinned. You can tan, but I can't. A little bit. But see, well, either way, you're so white. Yeah. You know? So, but even, even having that, like, sort of, like, quote-unquote advantage of being white, right? And white-passing. Yeah. No matter what, it was never even a white-passing situation with us either true just because of as soon as we would open up our mouth or have some sort of like reaction to 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 whatever it may be somebody at the cashier or anything people would kind of get this look on their face and kind of question it for a second and then you get the oh what nationality are you where are you from where are your parents from you know the the typical you know whatever questions um but it's so, it's it's so odd to me how people in Europe are so highly like against our people when we are mixed in with everyone there, like just just like you, Florian. You have so you have so many beautiful, you know, cultures within you, and. the the roma people have mixed in and kind of intermingled with everyone so no matter what people don't even know that they're Roma. you know what i mean very true and it's just so uh, sad when you like like you said you can know somebody your entire life and as soon as you say something they want absolutely nothing to do with you
0: Or they hold it against you. Yeah, they
2: hold it against you. And they turn everybody (laughs) that's in their circle against you as well. That's terrible.
4: Oh, believe me. And this is something
2: I think that not a lot of people are vocal about. It's just more like, oh, well, you look this way, you look that way. You know? But when you know someone for so long and the damaged friendships and relationships after decades, literally decades of knowing people it's It's just sad to me,
0: yeah, it really is, but
2: but um' but I'm glad you can share that experience with us um and and make people more aware of what's going on not only here but also overseas as well.
0: very true, and it's I mean, and with that all being said, you know also the fact of you know coming from such a diverse, rich cultural background. Outside of just being Rome, like would you say now that, like, what you've been up to presently? Essentially, you, I'm, I'm pretty sure this colors your work. But now, now that you're in college, now that you're studying at which university are you studying at again?
3: Uh, the University of Florida.
0: Wonderful, amazing. I'm so glad to hear that because you hear you rarely hear about Roma today, and it's just luckily it's starting to become a trend that Roma are going into higher education. Um, so. Yeah. I was going to say like, I'm so glad because we had some uh, conversation before. And like one of the biggest things that I wanted to touch upon too, was about how your experiences within university and how being Roma is, col- is coloring your experience there and how, how that dynamic is like, what's like, how does it feel being a Rom within college and especially studying acting such a, a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual experience that, taps deep within, honestly, your Romani then in some ways.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, people here, like, they know know I'm Romani because, like, I'm very outspoken about it. So, like, I've... I have always tried to like include my Romani heritage in my in like the stuff that I do. So like even like my freshman year, like for one of the organizations I was a part of, I gave like a whole TED talk about Romani people because like I was just an opportunity. Like they had an opportunity to like talk for ten minutes in front of like a group of one hundred people, and I'm like, you know, this is the time to like show show people like what I'm about. Like well, it's it's nice because in in high school, like I re- really was never like this open about my heritage, like. I would tell people that, like, oh, like, I'm Romanian, Armenian, or Romani. And then they would just, like, look at me, like, uh, like, what's that? Like, you just said three (laughs) things, and they all sound the same. Like, I I don't understand any one of those three. So it's nice now coming to college where people can, like, are are a lot more educated, and they, I can say, like, Romani, and they'll be like, oh, even if they don't know what that is, they'll be like, oh, well, like, what's that? Like, can you explain that? So it's very refreshing to like being a, a space where it's like I can like teach other people about my culture and like you know feel celebrated for it feel like not feel like I'm like the odd one out for even though like <laughs> I have not met like a single other room here <laughs> at, at <laughs> university so yep. it, it's kind of hard like not having that community like not even like, like in Orlando there's a there is a lot of Roma especially now but that over here, like, there's like nobody, so it is kind of hard, like, being separated from the community in a sense, like, geographically. Mm. But it's nice to like be able to, you know, showcase that in my work, showcase that in my like my acting and stuff like that. Like, I've I've like I like I, buy, I bring it up in like all my different classes, like when I whenever I have the chance, like, incorporate that and like, you know, just to tell people more about our people.
0: Exactly. No, even like. Even in within the realm of animation, um, it's still technically in some ways what we animators call ourselves as actors with a pencil. Um, yeah. And like one of the biggest things is, and I was one of the things I wanted, I was noticing is I was going through some of your some of your TikToks, and I love that you did a little piece on how Charlie Chaplin was a huge influence on Mickey Mouse. And it's kind of funny how a lot of people are still today are still clueless that Charlie was Rom. And like one of the things that I always colored my work in, even if it meant staying up a couple extra hours was putting a little bit of a little bit of that characteristic that, you know, the little gestures that we have, maybe our phrasing, if I was doing voice acting of some sort, because it's so, it's so much a part of the heart and soul of how we, how we express ourselves. We're truly creative people deep down. Um, whether that's just because of our hearts or whether that's because that was our our easiest way to deal with the trauma and the and the issues that we dealt with on a daily basis you know from centuries ago it's just one of those things that it's hard not to tap into What type of, like, work in terms of acting do you find yourself really loving?
3: Yeah, I mean, I would never, like, want to be typecast, like, oh, he's going to play, like, Roma characters, like, he's going to play, like, the gypsy or -hmm. something like that. Like, I would, I really do, like, you know, playing a diversity of characters. Like, I don't, when I audition, like, I don't specifically go for, like, Romani characters, even though if there is a Romani character, like, I will audition for that. If there is, because I, I haven't seen any. but yeah, uh, true. I usually go for, like, any type of character that I feel like I can personally relate to. Even if I don't, like, personally relate to 100%, of uh, any type of character that I feel like I can establish a personal connection with and really, uh, like, live in their circumstances, basically. So I've, I've mostly gone for, like, comedic roles, but, like, even, like, a lot of dramatic roles, like, it's nice to, like... Express myself in that way, which we um, which we don't usually get to like express ourselves in like everyday life, like let out those emotions. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really nice to be able to do
0: that. Oh, that's awesome! Nah, that's so great. It's funny how like one thing too, like I mentioned before. Um, even in my case, I've always when I was acting in school, I was typecasted always as either the mobster, the villain, very over the top characters that have a sense of danger or mystery to them, which I do enjoy because in some ways it can bring out different, like very interesting colors. But at the same time, like you, like you, I, I love comedy. That's one thing that I gravitate towards a lot. Um, like my daily dose every morning is a, as a at least two or three Tom and Jerry's and maybe a Looney tunes just so I could keep myself, you know, lighthearted throughout all the crazy stuff that I do on a daily basis. So, um, Yeah, I mean, it's like it's so great to hear that. Are there particular actors or particular performances that you really feel that kind of resonate with you and the type of work that you like to do or like that you uh, grab uh, inspiration from? Yeah,
3: I mean, that's a hard question. I get that question a lot. And it's it's kind of hard because like I, like every single time I see like an actor, like a character, basically like the character they're portraying, it's like I'm like studying, like, oh, but well, like what are what are they thinking? Like it's like kind of like actor jobs like not to like consume the media like face value and like try to think of like, okay, these people are actually acting, like what are they thinking, what are they doing to like express these emotions in such a real way. So I personally like I've been like looking a lot, especially recently, like I've made a lot of videos about like Romani actors mm. from like the old times. So like a lot of like Romani actors who are like from like the eighties, nineties and like in places like the Soviet Union, and just seeing, like, how they express, like, their Romani pen in, like, such beautiful ways, even though, like, the, those medias were definitely not created for them. Like, they were definitely created by Gaget to, like, be very stereotypical, but like, something about, like, just the way they express themselves is, like, it's just showing their, their personalities and themselves in, like, a true and authentic way, even though, like, that's now maybe what the writer's intention, like, they wanted to create a stereotype, But it's really nice, like, seeing how they express our culture in such a way where it's, like, very authentic and really, like, from the heart.
1: I think this is a good part of the show. We should take a moment to pause and tell the people to go to our store, right?
0: I think, yeah, now's about the time.
1: Do they, do you think they know? I don't think they know. How are they going to go to the store? They don't even know what we
4: got.
0: They don't know that we got shirts, we got mugs, we got hoodies, we got crew necks, we got stickers, and we got greeting cards.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of stuff.
0: And prints too.
1: Yeah, I bet they like it.
0: I think they would like it. I figure
1: if they listen to this,
0: they probably would want. Then they would probably
1: want what we have on our our website. So.
0: Gotta head to DeadScaredEntertainment.com yeah. That's DeadScaredEntertainment.com Because i will forget this
1: Yeah We
0: can this always make a, a, we make a commercial about it We should make
1: a commercial about it We should make a commercial
0: about it
1: But Nah, this ain't gonna work Yeah Alright alright
0: Raquel and I When we first started on uh, Dead Scare Entertainment, We were Unsure We were just We knew that we were gonna be Opening like a Like a pretty much a blank canvas when it came to roma representation but then when you came on the scene and when once you like started gaining popularity as well as romanistan and as well as a number of like a very small which is kind of sad but hopefully soon will be you know a lot more but a number of other pages that really devote themselves to the romani experience um it was it was so inspiring and it just put a honestly it put a fire under my ass to kind of like to to be more of more vocal as well about being rom because again there's so little representation and i mean do you know like what brought you really to to that point because i understand obviously you have the pride in the culture but like what really told you now's the time what was that what was that moment like for you when you knew this is how you want to go about maybe speaking your 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 mind and your voice
3: yeah i mean like i never expected to like become a romani influencer like when i first started making TikToks, it was just like something fun because i was bored during that pandemic like i would have it's never almost. expected to like be doing this type of stuff like i was, i did not go into this thinking like i would even make like stuff about Romani culture but i was just seeing other people like post their cultures and be proud of it and like just people embracing their cultures and people in the comments like oh my god your culture is so beautiful I'm like, no, let me do that for my culture because my cultures are beautiful, too. So, like, let me share that. And when I did that, you know, there were a lot of people who were like, oh, oh, my God, the Romani culture is so beautiful. But then, as you can expect, the comments were also filled with a whole bunch of racism. Oh, yeah. So oh, I think yeah. that I really got into this position, like, out of spite. Like, out of spite of yes. all those racist <laughs> comments like, trying to make me feel bad when I was just, like, trying to uplift myself and, like, my culture. And like all the misinformation, because like I would like try to like search things up like about want keep people on TikTok, and there was just like all like misinformation. Like there was not not a single Roma who was like making content mm. that was like actually educating people on. this And I was like, you know what? Like if they're all gonna be like this, if they're gonna like be all this racist, like I, I might as well like speak up. I, it was like a, I just felt like something like I fell into like just being a Roma on social media. It's something that, like, I had to do, I guess, in a way. So, and I'm also, like, very stubborn. So, I was, like, you know, if they're going to say all this stuff about, uh, like, Romani people, like, I'm going to, out of spite, I'm going to grow this, like, page and, like, educate people more on Romani culture.
0: I love it. We love it. Prekoi. Sa I love it.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, no, that's, that's, and I'm so glad because, you know, in some ways, it's, like, Again, we've been talking, you know, online for a while, but it's just so, it just astounds me just how similar we all operate because one of the biggest things that I, I, it's kind of funny, um, like I have my, like my cousins, they make fun of me for this, but like one of the things I have on my calendar, I have a big whiteboard in my room and it says like sort of like daily, daily to do's I have. And one of the big things in bold letters is major spite work. (laughs) (laughs) because in some ways it's like it's one thing to do it just because you love something but in some ways you're always defying the odds in some ways whether if it be actual people in front of you or just the universe itself and in in respects you're you're breaking the mold and um there's so much against us essentially that to not try to essentially operate from this point of like okay Dish it, because I'll give you double on the way back, essentially. And the fact that you've been able to withstand all the haters, all the terrible comments, probably the, the terrible messages, because we got a bunch. I'm pretty sure you you yeah. probably got a gigantic amount oh, from yeah. multiple, but mind you, multiple Vitsas, too, I'm pretty sure of as well. So,
5: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's...
2: The only time you'll hear from them is if they're telling you, like oh, you're saying this or that wrong, or why are you outing us? It's mm-hmm. always the concern of of kind of exposing and and doing that sort of thing, which by all, all means, I completely, completely understand that. But for those people who are living in in modern-day America and society like we are, it's really hard to conceal that, especially if you want to live within your truth.
3: And I also want to commend you all for, like, what you do and, like, your entertainment company because it's important to, like, be represented in these, like, spaces, especially, like, this, like, horror, like, spooky area. It's, like, we're always the villains. We're always, like, represented exactly. so badly. And it's, like, it's all part of, like, a process. Like, it's all, like, putting those pieces of the puzzle together. Like, it's not enough to just, like, have activism. We also need to have, like, these, like, companies, like, supporting us. So, like, the, this representation just to exist is very important. Yes,
5: exactly.
0: And see, when Raquel and I started DSE, um, we both grew up essentially two little Roma kids watching a bunch of old movies by our grandparents. And I mean, I will say there was a lot more um, and it was false, obviously false representation, but there was still source, quote unquote, representation of Roma within older narratives because at the time a lot of the people that were making films came from eastern europe or from the european background at the time film was very much within that sort of range of like that um those particular cultures especially um if you look at the major a lot of the major production companies all came from uh either german backgrounds jewish backgrounds um English backgrounds, all that are very familiar with having Roma a part of either their villages or their their folktales, whatever it may be. And um, Raquel and I realized that, hey, from young, we noticed that Roma were either the villain, we were always a soothsayer of some sort, we were always the um, foreshadowing of ill uh, tides, whatever it may be. We were always more or less portrayed in a dark uh, color, essentially, on the screen. Um, I still fell in love with horror because it was just a genre that had so much potential and there was a lot of pathos in the characters. And that's something that I, I'm i pretty sure you can respond with as well is that it's the idea is that if you look at a lot of these characters, they color humanity themselves. Um, it's kind of funny we're doing this because a couple days ago was Lon Chaney Jr.'s birthday and he was one of the most more or less like his when his performances pull on the heartstrings the most in the Wolfman because he was he didn't he didn't want to become this monster, essentially. And luckily there was Maleva in his corner who was trying to essentially help him through this horrible time that he's experiencing, this horrible moment in his life that obviously ended in his at least temporary demise if you know the history of the films um he reprised that role many a time um including all the universal monsters but speaking of spooky movies what was like halloween like and um what was sort of like the uh the way that you and your family kind of dealt with sort of like more the, the realm of horror whether it be in film television or just again like within the realm of halloween
3: yeah so yeah, they do not. At least when I was there, they did not celebrate um, Halloween in Romania. But like now, like I hear like stories about all of my cousins, like they go like celebrate Halloween in Romania, which you know, kind of perplexes me. Like, I, to me, like Halloween is like a very American holiday, so it's interesting that it's like spread over there too. Uh, it's kind of funny to think about like people going like trick or treating in like the communist blocks. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Halloween for me. It's, see, my parents really, didn't really like, like, the, like, the horror and, like, evil aspect of, not, not, like, evil, but, like, you know, you get what I mean, like, the... The, the darker like side, yeah, side of the side Yeah, the they associated that with, like, I evil, definitely. so they were like, oh, no, 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 we don't celebrate <laughs> Halloween, but we are going to go trick-or-treating and get, like, free candy, because, you know, it's free candy, so <laughs> we did, like, dress up, like, I did dress up, um... So Halloween was like a very like fun time for me, but like my parents did not let me watch like horror movies or like spooky movies. They, they themselves they do not like watching horror movies at all, and they, they don't really like like the, the spooky things either. Like I remember when I was like ten years old and we went to St. Augustine, and I had to beg them like, "Oh, there was like this spooky ghost tour," and I had to like beg them to go on there. And then like after we we got done, they were like. Uh, i can't believe we just let those guys just scam us like we just throw away our money for nothing <laughs> Like every single time we go back to like st augustine they're like remember when you just uh, <laughs> when you took us on that super little ghost tour and uh, made us waste money yeah. they'll never let me live that down <laughs> but yeah i mean i personally like i've gotten more into those, those like scary and spooky movies now as an adult. Like, by myself, like, personally, I like, I like, like, the psychological thrillers. lot. Yes. like, I like the movies that, like, make you think, like, that keep you thinking, like, even after the movie's done. Like, I like those movies where, like, I can just be, like, going about, like, my everyday life, and, like, just thinking about, like, oh, like, what does this mean? Like, and, like, putting myself in the story, kind of. So, I, one of my, like, favorite, like, psychological thrillers, like, I guess, like, horror movies in general was, like, Get Out. Mm. I really like, like, just, like, that psychological aspect. And, like, I like Supernatural as well, but personally for me, like, humans are, like, the scariest. Agreed. um Like, the scariest monsters in, like, the horror films. If it, it, like, it can be, like, a werewolf, like, a vampire, a witch or anything, like, I won't get scared. But if it's, like, an actual human, like, oh, this could actually happen, That that's, like, the most, like, that's, like, top-tier horror for me. <laughs>
0: got you yeah no that's that's one of those things that's why i mean and this is this is something that uh if you have seen his films if it would it's great and i i you and i could probably talk for hours about it but if you haven't you should definitely check out alfred hitchcock's just films in general because they deal with sort of that human condition of what if you know and just yeah. how how human how monstrous the human can be have you seen any of his films i hope you have um, I I probably have but I, I don't know for sure got you well then in that case after this phone call I'm going to set you up with a list because some of the performances are amazing cinematography is absolutely gorgeous um, and the storylines definitely within the realm of psychological thriller there's a reason Hitchcock is known throughout the globe as one of the masters of horror Back on to Halloween, did you have a favorite costume or a favorite, like, yeah, favorite, like, memories in terms of, like, what you dressed up as or, like, you know, anything that really stood out to you?
3: Um, Favorite costume, I was never really, uh, like, allowed to, like, dress up as, like, a, like scary costumes, but, um, honestly, my favorite costume was not, like, anyone else. Like, the costumes I wore were, like, pretty basic. Like, I wore, like, an Incredibles costume one time (laughs) like star wars costume just whatever i could find at like walmart like it can be for trick-or-treating but my favorite costume was like one time like when i was like a little bit older like when i was a teenager Mm. my mom had like a halloween party uh like her work like there was a costume contest and i was like oh you have to do this like it's it's halloween it's a costume contest i was like you know what you're from romania like it's only fitting for you to be the bride of dracula so nice, I, I dress and like you already come like built in with the accent because she has a very like thick Eastern European accent <laughs> naturally. So I was like, you know, it's gonna be perfect. So I, I made like we like once like different stores like made like this whole like elaborate Bride of Dracula costume for her and like she. It, there was like a really good costume, like first place. Like the, this one was like straight out of a horror movie, you won know, first place, but she got second place. So I'm I'm very proud of that costume. Nice.
0: And that's it's funny you mentioned that, too, because it's one thing to be Rome. It's also another thing to be straight from Romania, because even like, say, for example, like Raquel and I, when we say that we are Rome, if people understand what or Romani, they'll say, oh, you're from Romania. Like I have close friends that when I first got to know them, that's what they immediately thought. And they said, oh, well, that makes sense. No wonder you're in horror. No wonder you're a, 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 like a vampire uh you 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 come from romania and i start i like laugh because and to me it's like one i'm from i'm from hungary like hung like Austro hungary like you know essentially modern day slovakia but on top of it it's just how funny just the stereotype from that area alone is and i'm pretty sure uh you've probably experienced something along those lines at some point have you not like, yeah. had, like that stereotype about vampires in romania
3: yeah, I mean, I went to, like, I w- I've been to Transylvania, like, Dracula's Castle, technically, I guess. Like, he was, he stayed there for, like, six months, but mm. they, they, like, advertise as, like, Dracula's Castle. Like, oh, it's, like, so haunted. And, like, everybody wants to go there because it's, like, that's, like, the first thing people think of when, like, they think of Romania as like, Dracula's mm. Castle. And, I mean, to me, it was not haunted, but you know, a lot of people say it's haunted. I like to think that the reason I didn't see, like, any, like, uh, like bad spirits or anything is because like Dracula like hated Romani people like he had us as slaves like he tortured exactly. them so I'm thinking that the he's being out here tortured by all those Roma souls and they saw me and they're like oh that's a Romano shabu right there that's one of us we'll let him be <laughs>
0: exactly and see that's I'm so glad you mentioned that and the fact that you you actually visited there because. That was it's one of the biggest things that DSC has been kind of working on. I've been doing some writing is how we can incorporate that. Because I remember um, I was a part of a, a Harvard study years ago. And one of my relatives sent me a book about uh Roma slavery throughout the ages. And one of the things that they talked about was about uh Dracula's reign in Romania at, at his height and what he was doing and the horrible... The horrible things he was doing to the the Romani people because they were considered a disposable population by uh, literally considered them the the like worst of the worst, completely disposable, and it was sad. And in some ways, um, it made me take a second back and say, you know, something that more or less became a part of my image as just an individual. How how do I? It's kind of in some ways ironic. I found out, but at the same time,
5: yeah, and fight.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's what I realized again it's fight.
5: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I love that. And that's, that's, that's the conclusion I came to. It's like, I, okay, we see what the narrative is. Let's change it. Let's, let's color him differently. I know you come from a very much like your household is very traditional. Are there any particular superstitions or beliefs within your family, potentially ghost stories or stories that might be uh, worth mentioning on sort of like the more chilling side? Yeah,
3: I mean, I would say like my parents are say they're not superstitious, but like they do, they act very like superstitious when it comes to like, Oh, like we, we don't believe they'll, they'll say, like, oh, like we don't believe in superstitions. Like we believe in God, but then they'll be like, oh, like I, I, I just dreamed about like someone in my dreams. Like go check up on them. Mm-hmm. and they'll they'll like swear like, oh, like this person just died. Like, oh, I had a dream about them. Like uh, they have like a lot of these superstitions with like dreams. Where it's like I, I try to tell them like, no, 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 there's, it's just like psychological. But they're like, no, 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 like it's it's so, it's something there. It's something there, and <laughs> okay. uh,
5: yeah
0: crazy yeah have you or the family ever experienced anything supernatural like in the realm of like i said like maybe ghosts or like if you felt like maybe there was like an evil spirit within in your presence or something or like is that something that again you guys probably We're
3: lucky enough lucky to enough not, not, not to
0: experience i mean you know,
3: for me personally i just feel like i'm very oblivious to things like i, I like people say like i live in my own world so it's like there could be, like, people still right behind me, and I'm, I'm just, like, you know, enjoying my day, like, <laughs> my peace. But um, I I would say, like, I've I had, like, a lot of, like, scary experiences. Like, I could tell you, like, scary stories of, like, situations that I put myself in, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there's, like, anything, like, supernatural that's, like, specifically, like, oh, like, this, like, supernatural thing happened to me, and it was, like, very spooky. Even though, like sometimes I try, like I, like I, I feel like I want to like ghost tour and stuff like that, mm. but I don't know. I'm, I'm very oblivious. I don't notice these things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, in some ways, you're lucky because there's some people who just somehow it passes over. Some people who can't of av- who can't avoid it at all costs. Um, exhibit A. Uh, <laughs> but at the <laughs> same time, like speaking too about like more or less having going back into like sort of like the older the older beliefs and such, were there any sort of like stories within like maybe even growing up from childhood? Oh, don't go here. Don't talk to this type of person or watch out for this. Were there anything? Cause I know the Carpathians were, uh, they're completely littered with so many cryptids, so many mythical creatures and beliefs. I mean, we've had friends from straight from Europe who told us some crazy stories about the things that have happened uh, back in Europe.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of folktales, like, you know, like I grew up hearing, but then, like, even now, like, I, I've, like, read a lot of, like, different folktales about, like, these, like, different, like, mythological creatures they I had. I know, like, a lot of Romani folktales, They really, they, it's, like, the scariest part of the Romani, Romani folktales is, like, being separated from your community, being alone. And that's, like, the scariest part for us, for, like, the people in, like... I, I remember, like, this one story where it's, like, this Rome guy got, like, by himself into a hot tub. And uh, how did go? And, and he would go and he went into the hot tub, and there was, like, this mysterious, like, shady figure on the other side. And he, he just, like, kept talking to it. And he kept talking to it and realized that it was actually— well, bang, it was the devil. And the, that devil was, like, trying to keep him in the hot tub. To try to like take his place. I don't know if you ever heard this story before, but like mm-hmm. he was trying to take the place of that Roma, like essentially make that Roma all bank. So that that was like a very scary story to me. Like, just I I guess like the main takeaway from that is like you don't know who you can trust. Like, there's a lot of like scary like figures and like um, folk folk people as well. I know like in Romania they have like the Ursitor, which are like fairies who they like decide like the fate of like they're kind of like kind of like oracles in such way in such a way mm-hmm. and the, they like decide the fate of people like um experience in such, in
0: such a way Hmm. interesting do you know of anybody or like even like again even if you have friends out there who maybe had experiences like this with say like those particular creatures or more or less this is again folk tales that just sort of somehow stood the test of
3: time See, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure if I, I know anybody who's like had experiences with them. But it might just be that uh, you know it's, it's kind of like a stigma to so, uh, you know associate yourself with that uh, with like saying that oh I I saw these things. It's like something that's like usually so like like under the table and so and so the way like people don't like i right, say oh like this happened to me. It's like they uh, they like set you aside and be like hey like I, I saw this thing like. I I saw like, this creature and like it's it's like haunting me. I've definitely had like people like especially back in Romania, they were, like, Oh like there's like this spirit haunting me or like there is there's this like thing in that's like it's not letting me sleep, it's not letting me like live my life and I see for me like I, I'm I'm again like very oblivious. I'm like what well, like take some melatonin, like I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but <laughs> Um, yeah, I've definitely had, like, people tell me about, like, these stories, but it's always, like, very quiet, like, kept under the rug, because, again, like, we, we're, like, especially over there, like, they're very Christian, like, they're very, they, they don't want to, like, admit or, like, say anything, like, oh, like, God's God, got me. like, if I have God, that's, like, nothing else, so that that's, like, kind of how it goes for, like, at least to my community.
0: Do you feel that the Romani people do have sort of a connection to an energy beyond our comprehension or uh, within the realm of the supernatural? And do you feel essentially that that is something that is in some ways exclusive to the Roma, that we have more of a, more of a ability to tap into? Yeah, I mean, you know, if a guy, if a guy would
3: have told me like, oh, like. Your people are like supernatural. You're uh, like mystical and stuff like that. I'm like, I'll uh, immediately like shut it down. Like, no, no, no. But like, I truly believe that we do have like this connection. Like, I, I would say like, of course, because like, just looking at our history, like looking at the positions we have like been in, you know, we, yes, these are stereotypes. Yes, it's very, it's very stereotypical in some sense. But like, there is a reason for this. Like, we have historically you know, perform, like, these sorts of, like, divination and stuff like that. Like, I always say, like, I I would not trust, like, the from, like, anybody else except Roma. Like, I I generally think that, you know, we have found our own ways, even if it's, like, to cope with oppression, to cope with, um, like, not being accepted by, like, outside society. We have found our own ways to, like, connect ourselves, like, nature and, like, just, like, the world outside of, like, what we can see. So I think that we do have like a very special connection with that world specifically. Like I, I personally am not like one hundred percent like a believer of diva and most stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if I've never like I've never seen any like fortune teller or anything like that come as close as like Romani people. Like uh, there are like Romani people have like predicted. Like for example, like my my dad has always said that like. A fortune teller told him, like, the exact, like, first letters of both of our names, stuff like that, and they've they've told him, like, very specific details, so I, and I've heard that from, like, so many people, so I, we did not, like, build this reputation for nothing, like, there's definitely a connection there.
0: Raquel, you've got a, a couple questions, kind of to round this out, and then yeah, again, with so far it's been nothing but an absolute pleasure talking with you, Florian. I I swear, yeah, just the fact either. that we finally have somebody on the podcast who's been to Dracula's castle too.
5: Right there, we go
0: <laughs> off the bu- off check off the list too. So there, there's a so we're we're yeah. getting ground here today, that's for sure. But yeah, we're
2: poor, I mean, we can't it. Like, <laughs> what were you
3: saying, Florian? Face of like richness, uh, or like wealth most um, I'm buying Dracula's castle because it's for sale Like I'm not going to have a room on Dracula's castle
0: well when you do that you better give me a call so then I can at least move in you know bring a couple of things here and there don't worry we'll make you know we'll look for Dracula. Yeah.
3: Yeah. there you
0: go <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah you let me know I'm moving right in with you in that case there's probably enough rooms
2: split the rent
0: yeah split the rent <laughs> <laughs> So go ahead, Raquel.
2: Last question that I have for you is maybe a statement or um, if you want to kind of tell our viewers um, any any closing thoughts or any advice um, or comments that you have for our Romana people and our, and our listeners um, that you might have not gotten across maybe in some of your videos. But something something that you can tell our viewers here in the entertainment industry.
3: Yeah, I mean first of all I have to say like as, as like y'all were talking like a black cat just like walked right in front of my path. No. Like I Goodbye, <laughs>
5: goodbye. But <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean tui, tui, tui. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: Go ahead. I was, I was sorry. We we're, we're crazy here <laughs> over here.
3: Yeah, but what I would say is um, to, to the Roma, like to the Roma who are listening, like I know that it's it seems like easy to like hide that identity. Just like say you're another like race another ethnicity. Like I've been there before. I've been in those shoes. But I, I would say like you know, yes, it's hard. Yes, there's a, like a lot of like racism that you know experience on a daily basis, and you know people's perceptions might change. But at the end of the day, it's so much better to, like, live as, as your true authentic self. And, like, declare yourself, your like, your culture out there, that you are Roma, because there are people who care. They even, like, there are people who care and there are people who want to learn more. And that's how, like, we can all... We can, like, to get rid of these stigma. We can get rid of this idea that you can know someone for however many years and you find out that they're Roma. And you're like, oh, my God, like, they're a criminal now. That, I feel like we this is like the generation for change. This is the time that, you know, we can change these perceptions. And I believe that, you know, it'll take some work on all of our parts, but we got this.
0: Oh yeah, we do. And one other kind of like one little tidbit also, because one thing we also have a lot of is a lot of creatives. Uh, And I understand you're still, you're still in university. So, uh, completely understandable. What? But in terms of like maybe some advice you have for those who are maybe looking to get into the acting realm or to get into just a creative field, um, is there any advice that you have so far from your journey in this uh in this industry?
3: Yeah, I mean, I would say like don't be scared to like show your true self. I mean, I'm still like getting started, so like I, I could use some advice, honestly. But yeah, that's that like my number one thing is like. All like the opportunities that I've been afforded so far is because I, I have like been able to like tap, take that leap forward and like declare myself and like uh, my people like now nah, uh, how do I wear this I I would say like yeah I mean I would say like don't be scared to like be seen as um like be seen as i don't know in a way like aggressive like i, I feel like roma we oftentimes like our thoughts to, like tone it down like don't be seen as too loud don't be seen as you know fitting that stereotype but i what i would say is like don't be scared to like be louder and proud about your ethnicity like uh and stand firm in like your beliefs like stand firm against anti-roma racism
0: there you go that's amazing and it's a great way to end it because in some ways it's all about speaking the truth and now's the time where we can shine that light on the truth of ourselves and our people and the things that we, that we truly care about most, the things that we find that need to be empowered, the messages that need to be brought up. So again... Florian, this was an amazing conversation, probably first of many, because now that now that we've kind of cracked open the gates, there's so much that uh, just as like being in the industry. I, I guarantee um, can't promise anything just yet. But at the same time, I have a feeling we'll be doing a lot of work together now that I know yeah. uh, that you're in the same realm. You're in the same bag as Raquel and I. So it would be great to definitely uh, not only do a podcast with you, but maybe even more than that. Um, so that would be awesome
1: some voice acting perhaps
0: mmm dot 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 (laughs) (laughs) definitely something along those lines so like I said it has been a privilege and a pleasure to talk with you and we can't wait to hear all the great things see the great videos that you create and you could find so where can people actually find you now that maybe if, if they're brand new to you where can people find you
3: yeah uh so I'm on TikTok and YouTube at Florida dot Florian. And I can say Romanus too. like Go for it. Um Romale Kameste Pinjaris, uh my boot pa maristoria, uh that TikTok YouTube at Florida.florian
0: Beautiful, beautiful There is no such thing as a Romane celebration without music. In the best of times and the worst of times, Roma have for centuries persevered all that has crossed their path with a melody in their stride, step by step, note by beautiful note. As time marched on, the sound of the Roma experience has changed drastically. So, Overda D'Arano presents a small selection of three songs, two old, one new. Our first number is Shalamon by our great-grandfather Albert Horvath, performed by Alex Woodwady on cymbal, Ryan Goldie on guitar, and myself on violin. This recording was originally featured in my 2018 animated short film, Shunlen <laughs> The second piece is a cavalcade of Maja Roma Nota, as featured on the album Basha Vroma La Lavuta. Our musicians featured are George Bachi on violin, Alex Udwadi on cymbalum, and the late but legendary Billy Rolls on guitar. I dare you to try and sit still during these tunes. final selection is one of my original songs, written a number of years ago. The song is titled, Dreaming of You.
4: Yeah, it's been a couple days, and I haven't seen your face. But I'm still dreaming of you. I've been asking all our friends where you're at and how you've been. Cause I'm still dreaming of you Why did you go so far away? Seems like yesterday I saw your face Now you left without a trace Guess it may not be the But I know I'll find a way back to you You would never think you learn But it's like to toss and turn Cause I'm still Dreaming of you I know you knew I wasn't smart Let you run up with my heart Now I'm left Dreaming of you Why Did you go So Far away Seems like yesterday I saw your face, now you left without a chase. Cause it may not be today, but I know I'll find a way back to you. Oh, what did I say or do to make you go? Why did you go? Give me the chance to hold. The girl that haunts my mind You would never think you'd learn What it's like to toss and turn Cause I'm still dreaming of you I know you knew I wasn't smart Let you run out with my heart Now I'm left dreaming of you Why did you go so far away Seemed like yesterday I saw your face, now you left without a trace. way back to you back to you
1: thank you for joining us on this special episode of Over the Darano and celebrating Dead Scared Entertainment's third anniversary. We hope you creep your way back to us soon. Tonight was a real swing and wake. But before you go, we must leave you with these words. Till then, I wish you safe travels through the darkness.
0: This broadcast of Averda Darano was brought to you by the talents of Pearson Raquel Horvath, creators of Dead Scared Entertainment, with the help of Birosh You've been listening to a production from Dead Scared Entertainment, where terror is our tradition. Good night.